You're now You're now tuned into another episode of The Underground. Each week we dive into what it means to create, nurture and live in communities everywhere. This is The Underground with Ryan Moore and Justin Lon Carrick. Welcome, welcome to another episode of the Underground Podcast. My name is Justin, and I'm with Ryan. What's up, bud? You know what? Uh, it, this is sort of like post-Christmas, post-COVID, uh, lockdown kind of episode. We've changed venues. We are in... First day back from the break, yeah. We haven't recorded. I'm actually really excited to hear that music again because we haven't recorded in a few weeks. It's great. I know. I know. It got me going to a second I heard it. I'm like, all right. <laughs> yeah. Um, how was your Christmas? It was good. It was different. I'm sure everyone else will tell you. It's. Uh, I, I did the... We're Burlington, not Hamilton, so we weren't in lockdown per se until boxing day so i was able to get out and do all my deliveries and front porch visits and stuff like that christmas eve christmas day um got around to some people delivered presents so it was it was good i had a pretty successful christmas how was yours do you do anything we we typically christmas eve we go for a skate somewhere outdoors we went to toronto a few years ago we went to wayne gretzky winery last year i think this year not much. We didn't do anything. Um, we just stayed home and we went for walks with the kids and the dogs played it cool. We did do, I'll tell you what we did. We did a porch visit Christmas with my dad in Waterdown. I saw this on your Instagram. Yes. And I will tell you right now. And Andrea, my wife will tell you the same thing. This was as close to a W network Hallmark movie Christmas visit as we could have gotten. He did my, you got to remember my stepmom Bev, is incredible at these holiday things. Like all her gifts are always wrapped just perfectly. Uh, all of her, you know, all of her gifts all the time are amazing. They're always very inventive and interesting. And so she had, they had this whole plan. So the kids went and did a candy cane search in the backyard. They, you know, we had games that we played where we, you know, did questions and answers on paper and stuff out in the, on the porch and stuff, but very socially distanced front yard hamburgers on the, on the porch so good. And it was really a really amazing way to kick off Christmas for us. Then we had the in-laws over the following day. We had quarantined. We talked about this. We had quarantined Mm -hmm. for a couple of weeks prior to Christmas in order to have our in-laws over for a couple of days because they're older and a little bit more worried about this whole thing. And so we, Mm -hmm. they came over for two nights and stayed over after Christmas. And, and, you know, again, just, I don't know. There was something about this where I thought it would be, I don't want to say different, but I thought it wouldn't feel the same, but it felt almost more special. It was more intimate. I feel like it was grassroots Christmas almost. If, if that phrase makes sense, it was more, I felt the same that you felt. It was more spend time with the people around you rather than try and rush to place, to place, to place, to place. I come from a split family. So Christmas is always extremely hectic. I have, six stepbrothers and sisters. So it's, I'm all over the place all the time, but new year's this year, I actually quite enjoyed my new year's this year. I didn't go anywhere, obviously lockdown, but I just stayed home and with my girlfriend and we just had a night, we did some zoom calls, played some games online, 
And that was, I just, something about being in track pants and a hoodie at my house, <laughs> my beer is in my fridge, yep. whatever I want, I can do because I'm at my house. I have control of the TV, all that type of stuff. Like it, yeah. it was just a good new year's and then 1230 rolled around and I was like, okay, bedtime. Good night. Yeah. No, we, uh, first time it, I've made it. I usually am like 3am on new year's. Yeah, exactly. Felt exactly the same. It was just such a nice, comfortable laid back Christmas in a way. I don't know. Like it just really felt good. I thought it was going to be weird or something strange, but it really was good. And yeah, new year's, we did the same thing. We had, we had nobody over. We had family, we had, we had family on zoom. We did, we did calls to everybody during the evening and then we had dinner dressed up. We all dressed to the nines and had a dinner uh, from beer town brought in. We, we went out and grabbed it and, um, and then a dance party. We, I mean, you probably saw that on Instagram. There was a dance party and we had some fun and, um, you know, it just was like a really nice way to wrap up the holidays and have some fun and, and again, spend the time with the people that we love and thinking back, like, here's, here's a great topic. Thinking back to the 2020 in general, Andy and I were walking this morning actually with the dogs and we were kind of like, you know what? We're kind of we're this kids are going back to school next Monday. So we've had them out of school in the virtual classroom for the whole thing so far. Monday, the kids are going back to school. We're sending them back. It's like the big jump off that, that precipice mm-hmm. that we're not sure what's happening. And we're kind of sad about it. Cause we, as much as it's been a pain in the butt to have them come out of the room every 10 minutes when they need something or print something or whatever from our office, it has literally been a really interesting and fun experience. And we were, we're actually sad about sending them back. And it actually changes the whole dynamic of how our, our day is going to go too, right? Got to drop them off instead of, you know, whatever. And so it's kind of sad to see them go and not spend the whole day with them. Right. I mean, it's you very say that now you, you, you say that now you're going to drop them off and then have all that time to yourself. Yeah. It's going to be weird. <laughs> and then you're going to be like, Oh yeah, this is what life was like before kids. That's right. Yeah. It's going to be weird. <laughs> it's almost like you don't remember what it's like without them there because they were, they they've been there so much. Right. And, but yeah. I do need my kids to get out of the house. Right. So that's a big deal for me. Roman was, he's been, he was terrified that we would change our minds and not let them go back into last oh, week. No. So he really is wanting to get back with his friends. And I think that's a big deal, but yeah. So what, any, any takeaways from 2020 for you? Takeaways from 2020, um, wash your hands. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's the biggest thing is that I, I, I did my takeaway from 2020 is we really saw how, people are getting back into online and we're not back into how people are embracing and online is starting to really, really take over online delivery, stuff like that. That has just skyrocketed. It was taking off beforehand, but this just kind of lit a fire right underneath it, poured gasoline on it. So that's my takeaway from 2020 is that like the world has changed. Um, we're shifted more towards the digital and delivery era and what might what my concern is, is after this is done, I know I'm getting right back out there. Like I can't wait to get to a bar. I can't wait to just sit <laughs> yeah. and watch hockey at a bar yeah. with a beer, mm-hmm. like with my buddies without being like, Oh, I gotta go wash my hand. I gotta get up. Where's my mask? And uh, I just can't wait to just sit and have a beer. I can't wait to get back to hockey just to go and sit in the dressing room, you know, mm-hmm. like, and, and just chat with the boys and not only have six of them there, I have 15 of them there. And have a couple of beers with them after the game, right? Yeah, well, that's the quintessential 
this yeah, actually I'm doing it. Yeah, and this actually comes full circle to we have a guest on today and I and I thought this is a perfect time to introduce him because uh, there's a couple points you made there delivery and getting back with the boys and having some beers. We had beers for our Christmas special if you recall. And the beers that we had, we had delivered directly to my house, hand delivered right to my house by a gentleman named Peter Lang who is one of the owners and founders of post-game brewing. And the beer is called locker room lager. So he delivered it. I ordered it, paid for it, sent the e-transfer. He delivered it to my house and we had the beer for that recording, but we've also, he, they deliver uh, all over Burlington. We'll have a discussion. I'm sure about him, but about it, but it's a great service to be able to have beer delivered right to your door. If you're not allowed to leave, it's awesome. (laughs) And the second part is, you know, hanging out with your buddies. I mean, this, this beer, I, I get a sense and we'll talk to Peter about this. I get a sense that this beer was created just with that kind of in mind. It makes sense, right? Locker room, lager, post-game brewing. It's all kind of fitting together as we speak here. So I guess let's just introduce Pete and see what's going on. Hey, Pete, how's it going? Hi, Pete. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me today. You hit the nail on the head there, Justin. (laughs) Yeah, I got a little excited, Ryan, when you were talking about just having beers with the fellas again and after hockey. Yeah. yeah, I always listen to you guys about 2020 takeaways and some of those things – you know, one of my biggest takeaways is not taking things for granted. Mm. I know, I'm sure, you know, playing beer league hockey, there's some late nights where you're just like, ah, I'm not going tonight. You know, and I, I got to believe that we're not going to be saying that next season when we're allowed to play again. That's right. We're take any chance we can to go play. So that's right. Yeah. No, it's, it's definitely one of those moments mm. where you look back and go, what do you miss? And what oh, the things we griped about aren't that big a deal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so, Talk me through post-game brewing and locker room. Like post-game brewing is the company. I'm sure there's other stuff coming, I imagine. We'll talk maybe a little bit about that. But talk, talk me through, you come up with an idea one day of like, hey, you know what? We should we should, we should should have our own beer. How does that come into your mind? Like we're, who does that? I mean, you're amazing. Who does that? <laughs> How much time do we have? No. <laughs> Yeah, it kind of, I'll, I'll kind of try to give you the condensed version here, but um, essentially my, my, my partner, my business partner, Chris, ha- had kind of the ideation of, of the of the beer and kind of the concept, but he, we got put together through a mutual friend. He's like, hey, my, my buddy Chris is getting into the beer business. Will you meet with him? I said, sure. I thought he was just, uh, no one told me what it was about. It was just like, I thought maybe he's getting a job. He's going to be a sales guy or he's going to do whatever. He just wants to pick my brain about the industry. So I met him for a beer and then he lays on, you know, what would become the, you know, the, the seeds of post-game brewing. And uh, cause he had worked, he wasn't from the alcohol bev industry, but he was in corporate finance. He had helped finance a couple breweries from the, you know, the ground floor. So he had kind of that. And, and my experience was I had worked for two of the bigger beer companies, Labatt and, and Moosehead for combined about nine years, mostly in sales, but a few other roles as well. And so we just started talking and he had his, the, the concept and I, you know, kind of offered my, you know, experienced opinion on, okay, tweak this, tweak that. But he had already developed the liquid. The liquid was fantastic and the concept. So, and we coming up with the locker room lager name to kind of what you're talking about earlier, that the locker room is, is the, the sacred uh, place for whether it's beer league sports or, when you're a kid or, or just, it doesn't even have to be sports. Your locker room can be the break room at work, the, the your buddy's garage that always hosts the, 
to the beers, watching football, whatever. I mean, so that was kind of the the theme behind that, and the post game ties into that as well. And at the time, too, so we're going back about four years. At at the time, there wasn't really hard, there was hardly anyone in the craft beer space producing easy drinking lagers, stuff that people would equate to a regular everyday people would equate to regular beer. Your right. Budweiser's, your Canadian. Everyone's trying to be fancy and sh- and and kitschy mm-hmm. and coffee and licorice and all kinds of crazy stuff yeah. in these beers. Yeah, and, and when we got approved by the LCBO, they actually said, oh, thank, thank God you, you brought us a lager. If you had brought us an IPA, we would have kicked you out. Like, just, <laughs> nice. At that time, but now more companies, not that they copied us, <laughs> we were too little, but like at the time that was a big white space in that craft beer space. Like nobody's making everyday beer for the for the domestic beer drinkers. Well, you know? I was I touched on it with Justin in the, in the Christmas episode that we did because we had your beers for our Christmas episode, and I've had it yeah. a couple times now. And the one thing that I said about it is, this is a dressing room <laughs> beer. Like if you can picture yourself coming off a hard game, it was a three-two win, and you're exhausted. You had less players than you needed to for that game. This beer is actually what I said is it's it's not Bud Light, it's not Coors Light. It's similar. It's light. It's refreshing. Like it's gonna. It's like you come off the game from a game. You don't want a Guinness. You don't want something. <laughs> you don't want heavy. gingerbread or any crap like that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and what I was telling Justin is, I don't like craft beer. I'm not a craft beer guy. And this was right up my alley. I'm like, I'd buy this every day of the week. And I'm not just blowing smoke because you're on our episode. That's my true feelings about it. And my girlfriend's happy now that I'm expanding my palate because she used to always make fun of me whenever go to a place like Beer Town or something like that. I'd be like, yeah, but do you have Bud Light? But <laughs> no, but this is something now that I'm going to be definitely reaching out for when, whenever I go to places that are serving it and stuff like that. I 100% going to each take this option. Yeah, well, thank you for that. And, and that was, that was you kind of summed up where our, our headspace was when we were in develop, developing this and go, going to market. And it's like, you, you were, Ryan, you were like the target consumer. It's like someone who enjoys mainstream domestic beer and is, quote unquote, not afraid of craft beer, but just says, I don't like craft beer. But like, what is craft beer? Craft beer can mean a thousand different things. And we were we were targeting you as a consumer, someone who drinks those type of beers to convert them and pricing it accordingly. And it's funny when people, you get both sides, you'll get like the guys like you who the big, I guess the biggest comment we'll get, cause it's a quote unquote, it is a craft beer. They'll say, Oh, this is actually good. <laughs> and because they're, they're surprised because they've had poppy IPAs and they've had other crazy flavors. Hipster. I'm sensing, I'm sensing, uh, I think Ryan might be available for an ad campaign. Just saying, I'm like throwing it out there. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. And then, so you get that and people are like, you know what? I I, I will, because it is local. I I won't buy my Canadian or or whatever. I'll support something local because we we all like this. It's a perfect case beer. And then you get the other side, you get kind of, I'll call them, I'll be nice. I'll call them the craft beer diehards who, who will compare it to those same domestic lagers and think they're insulting us. And I'm just like, no, that's perfect. Thank you. It's and again, it's not for everyone. If you're a person that likes hoppy IPAs or, or strong beers or European pilsners, like great. That's the beauty of beer. There's a million, a million flavors, a million styles now, and it's it's you know it's a great great time to be a consumer. That's for sure. So, where are you brewing it out of right now? How are you? How is that process? Do you have your own facility? What? How? How are you creating this stuff? 
When you're starting out, and I, there's, we've seen a lot of uh, breweries, unfortunately, go belly up, but they'll, they get their capital, they create, they get a facility, and they don't really understand if they've got a good product yet. Not that the beer isn't good quality, because to each their own, but whether they can actually sell the product, whether they, it'll capture an audience, all that stuff. So we started out by, and still are, con- called contract brewing or, or co-packing, and we do it out of a place in London called Equals Brewing. And they're a facility that, for the most part, helps people like me produce. We because and again at the time we we couldn't afford a facility even if we wanted one. So this was the I guess the lowest I guess lowest risk. Still tons of risk on the capital and just everything we put into it. But we didn't have the the, the overhead of running a facility. I mean that's not unusual across the board for many no. different industries, right? You can you can right. package your own vitamins through a third party packager or. or you know, yeah. manufacturer that happens everywhere. So that's not yeah, exactly like there's tons of wine company. They'll do white label for anybody. It's no different. And we just, that was the approach we needed to take. We wanted to take just to make sure, Hey, we, you know, before we even understand if we have something here, like we, we got to minimize our risk. So we're still, we've got a great partnership with them down there. We're looking currently for a, to potentially have our own facility. It wouldn't be a huge facility be more like a tap room with small brewing capabilities. But as I think you mentioned before, Justin, we just have the one brand, which we do. If we get a new space, that's when we'll start getting into some more creative stuff. I'm thinking like um, penalty box uh, there. I'm throwing out names here. We could do lots of different things yeah, with this. I mean, there's so much we could do all day. Do the basketball one, call it hops. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm going to steal all of these, by the way. That's fine. <laughs> Just give me a couple uh, cases and I'm yeah, fine. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but yeah, so we're, we're looking, we, we were able to get to a point where we, we've taken on some new partners. And so now we're looking to take that next step. You know, it's not going to happen tomorrow. We're, we're starting the process of seeing what that might look like in terms of a, a physical location, because obviously that'll be a huge step for us. Again, not looking to have some sort of Labatt level <laughs> brewing facility, but you know something small that that would give us the ability to to create some new products and have a you know physical location where people can you know come you know pick up cases uh, without having to go to the regular channels, right? So, you've been delivering the beer, They're, like the, your company's been delivering the beer. You can go on the website and order, and it gets delivered. What are, yeah. what are the semantics of that like explain to me how that works because i know for me i get personalized service because i'm justin long and everybody knows who i am but if i want to order a case of locker room and i don't want to have to leave my house how do i do that yeah we, we've got a few different avenues now which is which is exciting it was when when the pandemic started like we had we had built up over three years quite a bit of uh licensee like on like bars and restaurant golf course business and you know basically overnight that got slashed by 95 percent just like that. And so we were, well, how are we going to pivot? And no different than a lot of companies. We you said, let's provide a home delivery service. And there's a lot of hoops you got to jump through because it's alcohol beverage and you got to be responsible. So not just anybody can order, but we, we, you know, we set up a, a system through our website where people can order direct through uh, basically in Halton region uh, in the Mississauga as well. We, we work with a, a guy, he's called the beer guy. <laughs> He's been doing beer, beer and, and liquor home deliveries for 20 years. And he's got kind of, I don't know what to call it, agents in like all pockets of the, of the province. Wow. So people can order through uh, the beer guy.ca. And then for, you know, the, the groups I'm in, like the Burlington, 
Burlington dads and the guys who kind of know me locally here, they just reach out to me directly <laughs> through through my email or, or, or messenger or whatever and, and place an order. And, and that's been that's been wonderful. The support, uh, especially from the Burlington community, has been uh, unbelievable. Without, so. without confirming or denying your address, can you confirm or deny whether or not your garage is full of locker room logger? I can deny, actually. Oh, darn. <laughs> I, I have to just in case uh, people get wind of That's uh, right. Yes, of course. Of course. I always, we, have, we, I always we, have some available. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, at times I've had like a skid of beer nice. in there, especially in the, the height of, I guess, when lockdown kind of end of April through, or April through, I guess, probably June, July was kind of at the height of I guess everything. I don't know what, how to describe it, but yeah, uh, yeah I, had, I had lots of beer on site. Is your emergency uh, supply? Yeah, it all was for there. you, not not for anyone else. No. It was all for you. No, yeah. and it, it exploded so much. Like it actually, we were out of product for a week at one point. Like yeah. it, the the support from the communities, mainly in Burlington, but even outside, was uh, incredible. There was so many stories of of guys reaching out. They and I didn't promote it. Like I fortunately had people within the group let people know that there was a hey, there's a local beer beer owner in the group. Support them. It was great. And that was nice. It was nice. And then all of a sudden I'm getting messages from people that who had never tried the beer, didn't care what it tastes like, didn't care what it costs, said, give me three cases. Mm. I'll support it. And like that. And then obviously they they like the beer and they've Returning to repeat customers, but the so the initial support in circling back to takeaways from 2020, the willingness and just the the want to support local, whether it's beer or any any industry, has been pretty cool to see. And I think we're you know it it comes full circle to the idea that I mean we've we've had a common theme on this podcast about how the internet has, and we just talked about it at the beginning of the show, how the, how the online you know thing is is now more acceptable and more. We have to use it more. It's just uh, the nature of the of the of life right now, mm -hmm. and how groups like the Burlington Dads, who have, I don't know, something like five thousand people in that group, yeah. you know, have have changed people's lives, have changed people's businesses just by being that group. It's a Facebook group that a couple of guys put together 10 years ago or nine years ago or whatever it was now, and just thought it would be kind of fun to have a group of dads in a group. And now they're, they're changing people's lives, literally, whether it be in the community for charity work, whether it be someone like post game brewing who hops up and says, I'm a local dad who has a local business. Boom. You know, you're, you're, you're getting support from these guys. So it, have you done aside from that group? Have have you like done any internet advertising or online advertising to to sort of grow your brand? Do you have people in place for that at post game? Yeah, I mean, we work with a with a sales and marketing agency that they have sales reps uh, across the province. They have a marketing support. They have sales analysts. Kind of everything you'd want in a in a in a you know in a partner. I guess if you're running your own company for us because it's not our company, like you know. So they represent other brands as well, mm -hmm. but. Yeah, so we, we, we've, we've done some online advertising. We were just on bonus air miles at the LCBO, so we, we're advertising that. We're upcoming in February. We're, we're putting our, 20, our regular can 24s on sale at the beer store, five bucks off. We'll, we ramp up kind of, you know, through the different channels there. Just, again, we don't have, you know, large budgets for that kind of stuff, but we do what we can in terms of, you know, social media buys and whatnot. And then, again, our whole brand and how we've, developed and, and grown to where we've grown is kind of that grassroots stuff, like getting involved in, in communities. So we mentioned the Burlington dads, but we've gotten involved in different communities with their different hockey teams. 
one down in uh, Paris, uh, Paris, the Junior C Club down there. We worked with the the owner there who also owned uh, the, one of the bars in town, but then sold our beer at the rinks there. And now we've got a great following in that community. Even beer league teams, across, literally across the province, we do a sponsorship program with them where they, they accumulate credits for beer and, and we, we've sponsored jerseys. Even like uh, uh, we've we sponsored softball leagues, actually the one in Burlington as well. We've sponsored a rugby club out of Brampton. We've done uh, women's hockey in Markham, the professional league that unfortunately folded up. But we were, we were working with them, like just all kinds of that kind of grassroots, I guess, you know, I don't even like calling it marketing, but it's just that exposure. Exposure, yeah, because that's how people will engage with our brand. It's it is a community beer. It's not we do bad. We don't do uh, as well in in the in the in the urban Toronto's and Ottawa's. We do really well in the suburbs and the smaller communities. Well, um, Pete, what what I wanted to say was I'm I'm very picky with my beer that I drink. You can ask my friends. I'm very very picky. I, there's beers that I like and and that I don't like, and the ones that I do like are very small, slim pickings. And I'm a believer now in this beer because Justin made me drink it, basically. Justin brought it and said, <laughs> made him drink beer. it. Try this. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not going to turn down a beer. So I tried it, and now I'm a believer in it. So I think, like, along what you're saying is you just you, – the exposure of getting people to try it because there are lots of people out there that are like me that – aren't going to try it because it's new and they don't want it along those lines. Have you ever been to festivals or events or is that once post COVID, is that something that you're going to be looking into? Yeah. Prior, prior, I mean, pre COVID we, we would, you know, we had a, a handful of staples on the calendar every year as far as festivals, Toronto festival of beer. We did one in Georgetown. We did, there was always a London food and wine show. There was a, one in Kingston. There was a bunch that we, we did every year that were really good going into year four. You know, learning kind of what festivals work for us, for our beer. And typically, they're the more, we call it the more party atmosphere festivals <laughs> versus the, the the wine and cheese festivals or the... The, the kids, foodie. you're not going to the kids festival is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, but even like some that were more like food centric and like, not that we wouldn't do okay there. It's just like, you know, again, this is... It, we, we are who we are as far as our beer. And so very, very, point, we started to get more selective of which festivals we go to. So typically outdoor ones in the summer and, and ones that had uh, a bigger audience potentially versus the more intimate ones, which are, are great in their own right, but they're just, they weren't for our brand. So yeah, once we're, once we're allowed to, we'll be back and doing those type of things again. Um, Man, I can really go for a festival right now. That's for sure. yeah. <laughs> that's, that was half me just thinking about you as a as a brewery and stuff like that, and then just going to the festival, and that's where you see these these local breweries. I, I, that's where it just sparked my oh, let's just yeah. get moving here, people. And it, I'm it stuck in a totally lockdown, got <laughs> me thinking about the Rib Fest and Sound of Music, where I was just oh, like, oh man, yeah. those are staples, oh. right? That we didn't get to yeah, do this those year. Are, those are great, great festivals. Yeah, they're they're a little they're a little they're they're a little different. Like you, those ones, like you can't just participate if you want. <laughs> there's a there's some investment, let's call it, uh, that ah. is required. Bureaucracy. Mm. Yeah, so you, the the big guys uh, tend to get those. Maybe we'll get there one day. So. Well, uh, I've got contacts at the Rotary, so maybe we can make some uh, calls for you. <laughs> <laughs> any, any help will do. That's and again, that's that's kind of how this thing has evolved. It's been I don't know if you you know Wayne's World too, but like they tell two friends, then they tell two friends, <laughs> yeah. and like literally, that's kind of how it's going. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's and it's working, right? So 
Well, this is old school, and, man. I love it. It's so cool. Yeah. I'm just looking through your website now and, and you guys got some good merchandise out there. Your logo, the locker room logo, it's like a shield with two crossed hockey sticks and a maple leaf. You guys got some merch that I think people definitely want to drive. So people, if you're listening to this and you want to get some cool looking merch out there, it's postgamebrewing.co postgamebrewingco.com. They got, they got some pretty sweet stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to just uh, go on a limb and say that we should get some uh, hats or something. Just to wear on the show. <laughs> cool trucker hats on yeah, there. So yeah. That'd be awesome. <laughs> All right, Pete. Well, it's been a great it's been a great time chatting with you. We we love the beer. We drink the beer. I've got a bunch in my fridge upstairs from from some of the other orders we've made, and we will be ordering going forward. So and you made a fan out of me. There you yeah. go. He's a picky guy. And I'm, and, and I'm tough. Yeah. So yeah, it's tough one. So glad we were able to do that. But no, thank you guys. Thanks for the the not just today, but I know I've listened to a few of the episodes. You guys are always shouting out the brand and 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 enjoying a pint. I'm sure as you're doing it. So I, I appreciate that. And anything I can do to help you guys, you, you please let me know as well. So we will you. for sure, especially if it entails free beer. Just throwing that out there. Anyhow, so <laughs> it's been a great day. Thanks for coming on, and we will talk to you soon, guys. You bet, guys. Thanks a lot. That was another episode of The Underground. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on any future episodes. Also, follow Justin on Facebook and see what he's up to in the real estate world at Justin Long Carrick. And check out what Ryan is doing on the ice at more.hockey.